A-M-E-M, the Alpha Male Entertainment Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, U-S-A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. Weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General, General Cigar, cigar Dave. Dave. Well, we have created a brand new celebration. Last week... We conducted Cigar Oktoberfest Mega Beer Tasting Maneuvers. We selected 45 beers, initially 44, and then for the 45th president, a mega special selection. Well, we only got to eight. So consequently, we have 37 more beers that we have to get to. So being the five-star general, global general, and alpha male-in-chief with incredible, decisive decision-making power, Remember, every good general not only has a backup plan, but a tertiary plan. My plan was, as soon as we finished broadcast maneuvers last week, we would continue for Cigar November Fest Mega Beer Tasting Maneuvers, record the show while we had our special guests here, and that's exactly what we're doing. Long-ash greetings and salutations, a long-ash snappy salute, Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure, long live the Alpha, make America great again, make masculinity great again, screw the enemies of pleasure, and I welcome you to the first ever celebration of Cigar Novemberfest. As I mentioned, we had so much to talk about regarding the background of beer and the styles of beer and how to properly serve beer and get into the eight beers that we sampled with our special guest who I will introduce momentarily that we just ran out of time. And I said, wait a minute. If you think I'm going to let 37 beers go to waste, you got another thing coming. I am drooling. My mouth is foaming to be able to sample some of these incredible beers. So we are conducting for the first time ever in the 24 and a half year history of the Cigar Dave Show, Cigar November Fest. Now, last week, we talked all about the beer, history of beer, styles of beer, lagers, ales, stouts, porters. If you missed any of that, go to CigarDave.com, go to our, our mobile app, and you will be able to listen to that show in its entirety. We're going to spend this entire two hours on tasting 37 great beers. It is my pleasure to welcome Tim Shackton, the head brewmaster of Eulalie Spring Brewery, downtown Cigar City, Tampa, Tim, great to have you back, and I appreciate you staying over after we taped last uh, last uh, week. You said, let's do another show, and that's what we're doing. Well, thank you for having me on again, sir. It's just this horrendous torture of, of <laughs> cigars and beer. I can't stand it. It's, it's <laughs> atrocious. It's an outrage. And we've got our host. We've got Tommy Diadio. Tommy D., the general manager of the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa and senior executive vice president for spirits procurement, not only for the Davidoff Store and Lounge in the Cigar City, but the three great Corona Cigar stores and lounges in Orlando. Tommy D., when we were doing our last show live, you were so busy with various whisk Texas whiskey reps coming in and wine reps, you couldn't even join us. No, I'm a busy man. Anything good that we're going to be sampling down the road? 
Uh, possibility. Some uh, well or full proof we're getting in. So, All right. And I saw you had some Texas whiskeys or bourbons. Yeah. How are those? I'm not a big fan. Not so much. All no. right. Not so much. Well, let's talk about beers. Tommy, I know you're not really a, what I call a super beer connoisseur. No. But you know enough about beer. I taste enough of it that I can appreciate the difference between the crafts, beers, and... Now, you carry what I would consider a limited high-end selection here because yep. a number of the beers that we are going to be... We've got Presidente, which is very popular, Cigar City, Maduro. Uh, we're going to be sampling. You also have, I think... Uh, Placentia's Freedom Tower. We have Freedom Tower, which we talked about. Love that beer. They've mm -hmm. done a great job. Carlos Padron and the Placentia family down in Doral. But you also have a, uh, a Belgian beer that we're going to get to. The name escapes me. Tim, I know you would know the name. Chimay. Chimay. Yes. Chimay. Big, big, mm -hmm. That's a big seller. Yeah, we do very well with it. And, and what, uh, what is the number one seller of all the beers you have here? Stella. Stella Atois. Mm -hmm. Really? Then, then what follows that? Mick Ultra after that. Oh, Bob and Isabosch. Really? Mm -hmm. Bud Light? Yeah. No kidding. I would think with people enjoying premium cigars, they want more of a craft. Well, you got a world of beer right down the, the block. I'm not going to compete with world of beer. Yeah, that's true. They've got so. tons of mega beers. Well, they're not going to be able. World of beer cannot compete with our mega selection no. here. <laughs> now we started off. We had eight beers last week during Cigar Oktoberfest for Cigar Novemberfest. We are going to enjoy 37 different beers, if my math is correct. So let's go through what we are going to enjoy. Let's talk about what we had last week, the Samuel Adams Oktoberfest, the Hofbrauer Original Hellas, the Foster's International Pale Lager from Australia, the Ulele Q Beer Oktoberfest Lager, Funky Buddha Bonita Applebum, Ithaca Apricot Weed Ale, the Tank Freedom Tower Amber Ale, the Anderson Valley Salted Caramel Porter. We had eight of those. That's what we left off at. Now let's tell you what we're going to be starting off with and the list during Cigar Novemberfest. Bud Light. Okay, I'm not going to get that excited about Bud Light. Still a very big selling yes. beer across the country. I just like more complexity. But we're going to start off with Bud Light. <coughs> then Yingling Traditional Lager, made here in Tampa and also in Pennsylvania. Presidente Light from the Dominican, Shipyard Pumpkinhead from Portland, Maine, Scuttlebutt Hoptobia, Hoptopia IPA. We're going to the Great White North, eh? Molson Canadian Lager. That'll be fantastic, eh? Then we'll have from Duclaw uh, Brewery, Sweet Baby Jesus and Sweet Baby Java, Coors Banquet, the Ulele Green Cannonball IPA, a Tampa-style IPA, Samuel Adams Boston Ale, the Stone Arrogant Bastard Ale. From Ireland, we go to Smittix Red Ale. We'll have the Monday Night Brewing Blind Pirate Blood Orange IPA. From Hawaii, Maui Pineapple Mana. We'll have the Sun Brewer Graffiti Orange, a Creamsicle Wheat Ale. Samuel Smith's Organic Chocolate Stout. The Brayon Brewhouse Cranbethia, a whiskey-aged Imperial Stout. The Colombe Hard Cold Brew Coffee kind of an infused beer coffee. Maui Coconut Hiwa, which is a porter. The Chimay Six Cents, a Belgian ale. From France, the Cronenberg 1664. From Russia, we bring you Baltica Four. Very, very suspicious. In fact, I believe Boris and Natasha will be joining us for Baltic Four tasting. Then we go to Germany for the Spaten Oktoberfest Marzen. To Iceland, Einstock Icelandic Toasted Porter. We'll have the Ulele Crown Jewel, a limited-release honey lager. The Leinenkugels, or Leinenkugels, Canoe Paddle Kolsch. From the tank down in Miami, the La Playalita, a hop-accented Pilsner. 
the Brewhound Brewhouse Mechanic Turk. Mechanical Turk, a spiced coffee milk stout. Then we'll have the Goodwood Bourbon Barrel Ale, Funky Buddha Vibin Groovin Lager, the New City Mule, the Brewbus You're My Boy Blue, a blueberry wheat ale, the Coastal Empire Coco Pina Goza, a sour beer, the Flamingo uh, Nitro, the Flamingo, let's see, it's a berry-infused nitro, and, uh, and then we'll have the Funky Buddha Key Lime Pie, which, again, just the name of that started to make me drool, and we'll wrap it up with the MAGA President number 45, Donald J. Trump special, the Cigar City Maduro. Good yeah. pick. Yeah. I think he would say, that is fantastic. It's the best beer I've ever had. It's huge. He's making uh, Rock Brothers now beer, right? That's what I heard. Who is? Uh, Jerry Ratner from Cigar City. Uh, that I'm not aware yeah. of. Started that I'm not aware of. He's uh, involved with that now. All right. So without any further delay, Tim, <coughs> if you would be so kind, first up we have Bud Light. Let's talk about Bud Light. It's your basic American-style lager. It's not going to blow you away. It's a cool, refreshing beer. It's pretty light. Nothing. I think this is one of the bigger-selling beer. What's the number one selling beer, Tommy? I think you it's know? Bud Light, isn't it? Is it Bud Light? It is. It is Bud Light. By, I want to say Miller Light. Yeah. Uh, Mick Ultra has come up in that yeah. game. Now that is is Mick Ultra a non-alcoholic beer? No, it's alcohol. No. It is alcohol. Huh? Ninety-four calories for a twelve-ounce serving with the yeah. Ultra. And the we have an Ultra on tap at Uleli. The carbs That's are low. Is why people drink the so Mick Ultra. So an Ultra beer is what? Just a lower calorie, low carb. And beer? low carbs, and very low carbs in a Mick Ultra. Gotcha. Well, we'll say cheers. This is again a very. This is almost a straw yellow. I would say. In fact, this could be. This could be misconstrued. If you went to the doctor and he asked for a certain sample. The color looks very simple, simple, uh, similar to what you may expel, if you know what I mean, in terms of a certain sample. But this is a very light straw color, and this is a lager. Light American lager. Light American lager. Very difficult to execute. Really? Yes, and it's the beer that made St. Louis famous. There's no doubt about it. I mean, they, Why is it difficult to execute a lager like this? Well, there's not a lot of ingredients. So if you're uh, if you make a mistake, boy, it's you're ripping your chest open and laying your skill set bare. Water, malt, hops, malt, yeast, hops. water. In this case, I believe I want to say rice. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. Rice. What does the rice do? My, my, make it a little milder? It it yeah, it deletes the palate pretty much. <laughs> I would say again, this is to me what I would consider a vanilla beer. Doesn't mm. taste like vanilla, but it's like vanilla. It's oh, it's look, it's a number one seller. Many people like it. It's like cigars. You, I don't criticize anybody for saying I like this beer or that. I like a more complex beer, especially with the newer crafts and IPAs and sophisticated lagers out there. But this is a great beer if you want something cool and refreshing on a hot day. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, again, it's a big seller. I don't think a lot of the retailers make a big money on this. They use it in many cases as a loss leader to just bring people into yeah. their stores. So, again, Bud Light, it's a light straw color, very mild. I would just consider this a vanilla beer. But if you want something cold and refreshing that's light, have a Bud Light. Next, we go to Yingling Traditional Lager. Now, Yingling bought the Anheuser-Busch Brewery here in Tampa next to Busch Gardens. And Yingling uh, has been around for a long time. I think they were the first brewery yeah, in the, the United old, States. Yeah, the oldest American beer, uh, brewery. Yeah, as I look at this, so the oldest brewery, uh, Pennsylvania and in Florida, they have their breweries. This is considered an American amber or a red lager. Would you concur, Tim? I would, because you could definitely taste the amber on the end of the beer. All right. As we look at it, yep, it's not red, red, but it's got that golden mm -hmm. hue. 
definite note. I'm definitely getting that maltiness on the nose. Very different than the, we'll say cheers. Cheers to you, Very sir. different than the Bud Light. Take a sip. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's, you know, malty, malty taste. Not my favorite. They've taken uh, a lot of Sam Adams' market, the Boston Lager. Has. To me, the Boston Lager is far better, I know, far but, tastier. But the price is it's cheaper as well. It's a very well-made beer. you get what you pay for. Of course, but most people don't yeah. realize that. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, again, it's got the malty notes. I would not. I consider the Boston Lager personally mm-hmm. more flavorful. Of course. But this is different. This is not your typical Bud Light. A little bit more flavor. If a Bud Light on a scale of 1 to 10 is a 1.5, 10 being the strongest, this would be about a 2.5, mm-hmm. somewhere along the lines. Uh, have you ever toured their factory here, Tim? I have. And, their brewery? Um, uh, yeah, the, the Yingling team is just an excellent squad of brewers. And you're talking about a five-generation family. Uh, you know, he's, uh, Mr. Yingling has uh, several daughters that run the operation. And uh, you're talking about quantifying a lifetime of brewing over many generations. It's a beautiful thing. And uh, I, I happen to really uh, like that amber kiss at the end. And the one thing to note about Yingling is it's got a great price point. You know, a lot of people, when they walk uh, up and down a grocery store shelf, they, they're looking at, well, I'm going to get a suitcase of lager because my brother's having a barbecue. Yep. He's good for six or seven. Mm-hmm. I'm good for five or six. Yep. That's why they buy it. And uh, then they'll go up and they'll pick a six-pack of whatever is local. And uh, that's how most craft beer enthusiasts do it. I'd say their beer is better than their PR team. Their PR team is beyond incompetent. Probably the worst in the beer industry I've ever seen. And I'll just leave it at that. So screw them. <laughs> Next up. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Next up, we go to Presidente Light. Now, so many cigars made in the Dominican. Presidente has become a very popular beer here. And at one time, uh, one of the big cigar manufacturers, uh, Guillermo, Guillermo Leon owned the. They had, uh, I think, the they owned Presidente, and I think they had the Miller or Budweiser franchise down in the Dominican they, Republic, they and they sold it for a big buck. So this is a Pilsner style beer. So Tim, let's talk about what is a Pilsner. Very European. German style. Uh, German brewer, ironically, invented the Pilsner style, and uh, it happened in the early 1800s. So you're talking about the Czech region where the Pilsen River is, and a, you're a very soft, delicate malt, floral, spicy hops. Uh, excellent style. Again, a lager yeast, so it's difficult to execute, requires a lot of cold storage. And uh, most of these light Pilsner styles that are reached out around the world, are uh, they were built by German brewers. There are a lot of uh, people from Germany including my great-great-grandfather, exported uh, the lager yeast and brought it to the States. And, you know, you had to execute it, and most people couldn't do it. Well, this has a yeasty aroma on the nose. Mm-hmm. You definitely can smell that, that yeast style. Not malty, but it's a, it's a very distinct aroma. I will say cheers. Cheers We'll to take you. a sip here. On the whole, I think it's balanced, uh, very smooth. Balanced, very balanced. Yeah, smooth, balanced, not hoppy at all. Not hoppy. And I'll tell you, to me, it's got a slight citrus note to it. Mm-hmm. Very slight citrus note. 
very pleasant. So the Presidente, very popular beer. I know when I was down in the Dominican Republic, that's the number one beer everywhere you go. Presidente Light, the uh, or Presidente, the bill. We're uh, the great beer. We're going to dump that in there. And next up, we go to. Let's see. So far, we've had uh, three that we've sampled. Now we go to Portland, Maine, Shipyard Pumpkinhead Ale. I had the privilege of touring and being hosted by the Shipyard Brewery up in Portland, Maine. Very unique story. Great beer. Right in uh, downtown Portland. This is a very crisp, refreshing wheat ale. And they were really want. I think their claim to fame was the pumpkin. It is a, they get a premium price for it. And as I look at this, it's got a almost a orangey hue to in color. So we'll put orange hue in color on my tasting notes. It almost smells like pumpkin yep. spice pack right out of a can as you open it and smell it because you got a little bit of natural pumpkin and you got some spice as well. Definite pumpkin spice aroma. We will say cheers. Cheers. As we sample our fourth beer during this Cigar November Fest (laughs) celebration. Oh, this is nice. Yes. This is just a very, just a pleasant, just a pumpkin, I'm going to call this a pumpkin spice bomb. Loaded with autumn sweetness. It's hard to do pumpkin beer. You can really go over the top. Right. And this is very well made. I was going to say, because you've got to have a balance between the amount of pumpkin and also any spices, cloves, anything you may put in there, cinnamon, it can start to taste like a a soda instead of a beer. And, of course, people release pumpkin beers in August now. (laughs) Absolutely. I started seeing them early. And I think that's because of the demand. People love them so much that they go all the way. I see them until December. They're that good. All right. So we have got the Bud Light we've sampled, the Yingling Traditional Lager, the Presidente Light, and the Shipyard Pumpkinhead. And I tell you, I have to give the Shipyard Pumpkinhead a five-star because for a pumpkin beer, I think they're the best of the best. It's drinkable. Drinkable. You know who else does a great one is... um, Southern Tier Brewery. Yes. Up yes. just south of Buffalo. They do a magnificent pumpkin. They do a mocha that's off the charts. Great brewery up there that I've toured uh, as well. We featured them on the show. All right, so next up, and I should say Tim Shackton, head brewmaster of Ulele, assisting us today, our special expert color commentator. We have from Scuttlebutt Brewing Company, the Hoptopia Imperial India Pale Ale, Everett, Washington. And you know, it's funny, when you think about Washington State, I don't really think about beer, but they do have a lot of craft breweries up there. Lots of hops. That's right. That's Lots of hops. Why gotta, is the Pacific Northwest loaded with hops? Is it the soil, the air, the climate? It's everything. It's the altitude. It's the, it's the freeze hours that are required on the rhizome of the hop. It's, what is a rhizome? Well, it's kind of like a root. The root. Yeah. Got it. And uh, it, you're talking about a whole community that's centered around one of the main raw materials in beer. So uh, there's a lot of breweries up there that are coming out with wet hopped beers and IPAs. It's very IPA centered in that community. Well, I would say just the mere fact that it's called Hoptopia, this is going to be an extremely <laughs> hoppy beer. Now, what is an, I don't know what an India Pale Ale is. What's an Imperial? India Pale Ale. Imperial signifies a, a larger gravity or alcohol. So if you're going to go higher in alcohol, then um, you're, you're, you're going you're to qualify it as Imperial. 
All right, fantastic. So this is going to be a lot of flavor. Now, I'm looking at this. This is a dark, I mean, this almost is really dark amber, almost like a red ale in color. It could be a, a yeah, there could be many reasons for that. Addition of caramelized malts. Perhaps they boiled a long time in the kettle, and it caramelizes Almost the, a the copper beer. color. Yeah. yeah, so we'll say cheers on this one. Can't cheers. wait to try this. Absolutely. Wow, this has got a really hoppy aroma with some notes of almost citrus, like the citra hops, perhaps. Take a citra sip. is definitely in there. Lots of uh, citrus, oh. lots of just a... Mm, grapefruit, a, orangey, you get that hoppiness. It's got to be on the IBU scale at least a 70. Got to be. It's up there. And remember that it, you might have a high IBU on the label, but the higher your alcohol content goes, the less you discern the bitterness. This is 8% alcohol by volume, so this yeah. is big. Yeah, it's a strong beer. A strong. I mean, think about it. One of these beers is equivalent to three Mick Ultras, you know? So you're, or well, close to three. Really? Yeah, so when you drink IPAs, boy, you better be ready to pace yourself. It's a good, it's a good beer with a cigar, the IPA style. Well, and to me, when I'm, gonna, I'm not a big beer drinker, I will say that. I'm not, on any spirit, I don't drink for quantity, I drink for quality. So to me, I'll take a nice little snifter like we have here, and I'll have a bottle over a period of maybe an hour, an hour and a half. I'm in no rush. I drink it almost like it's cognac. And remember when it warms up in the glass, it takes on many different mm -hmm. flavor characteristics. I like to start out beer cold, and if it's a high-gravity beer, just kind of sit back and relax and enjoy the evening and see how it goes. All right, my tasting notes for the Scuttlebutt Hoptopia. Dark amber copper color. Noticeable citrus taste with discernible hoppiness. Hop-driven citrus, yes. Yep, very, very nice. Very. I'll tell you what, to me, for an IPA, this is a five-star selection all the way. Excellent. Outstanding. All right, so we have got, let me see, one, two, three, four, five beers. We're doing a total of, what did we say, 37. So we've got 32 beers to go. We're right on pace. It is Cigar November Fest, continuing Oktoberfest maneuvers from last week. Get the latest cigars, hand-picked by the General, each month, delivered straight to your door. When you join the Cigar Dave Officers Club, for just $22.95 a month, you'll receive three premium cigars in a customized Ziploc Cigar Dave pouch. To join, go to CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. 
with an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, as we sample our 37 beers for Cigar November Fest, a carryover of last week's mega tasting, beer mega tasting maneuvers, Cigar Oktoberfest spills into Cigar November Fest. I'm not complaining, and you shouldn't complain. More opportunity to enjoy great beers, and I'm going to enjoy a fantastic cigar. For our October 2019 Officers Club selection, we featured the A.J. Fernandez sampler. An A.J. Fernandez Last Call Habano, a nice small cortica-sized cigar that A.J. hands out to his guests that are staying at his Casablanca house by the factory. It also featured an A.J. Fernandez San Latano Requiem Habano with a rare Brazilian Habano wrapper. Only two manufacturers in the world get that. And lastly, the A.J. Fernandez Enclave Broadleaf, the newest edition of Broadleaf featuring a deep, dark Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro wrapper surrounding Nicaraguan fillers, medium-bodied hints of espresso, pepper, occasional chocolate. It is a delightful cigar, and I have pulled out the Churchill. Seven inches in length, 52 ring gauge, about an 8 $9 suggested retail cigar. It is delightful all the way, a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, beautiful, rich, and dark, nice packaging on the band, and it's got beautiful fillers from Nicaragua from AJ's Farms, and that's what I will enjoy today for Cigar Novemberfest. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. You know, it seems like just minutes ago I was conducting litation maneuvers. It's amazing. But uh, that was a week ago as we continue Cigar Novemberfest, self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine in hand. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, our 37th selection today, beer selection, and 45th overall is in honor of President Donald J. Trump. We're calling it the MAGA selection. And I've got the Mala Lighter, the Mer Make America Lightate. Again, great for uh, great flames. Big tank. That's what I will use today on this magnificent-looking A.J. Fernandez Enclave Broadleaf. Maduro. Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Outstanding as I will toast the foot of this A.J. Fernandez Enclave Broadleaf. And I should welcome back Tim Shackton, the head brewer, head brewmaster at Eulalie Spring Brewery in the Eulalie Restaurant, downtown Tampa, Cigar City. Tim, how long have you been a cigar connoisseur? Boy, I, I, since I was in the Corps, many, many years. I love a good stick. Well, the number one and two requested items from members of our military serving overseas, coffee, cigars. Because the coffee, I understand, is terrible on base or in the Ford Theater of Operations. And cigars they love gives them a sense of being back home. And, you know, they can be in a foxhole and light up a cigar. And they get a little bit of pleasure being in some rough spots. They're highly valuable out in the field, for that, sure. That's right. And we have, it's amazing the number of listeners and even Officers Club members we have that are on bases across the globe. So a special shout out to them. And we, of course, thank them for their service. A long ash snappy salute to all of them. And Veterans Day coming up very soon. We celebrate that appropriately on the Cigar Dave show. 
All right. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. We're going to the go to the Great White North, eh? Some Molson Canadian lager, eh? Now you got Labatt's, eh? By you got way, your Molson's. Here we go. You start. Okay. Here's some appropriate <laughs> music. Christmas, my true love gave to me beer. This is Doug, Doug and Bob, isn't it? Or Bob and Doug? Day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtlenecks and a beer. I mean, in Canada, you give them beer and you give them Tim Hortons Timbits or a Harvey's hamburger, eh? And they're happy. All right, Molson Canadian. This is the equivalent of like uh, I would say Budweiser in the United States. It's a it's a popular beer, Labatt's Blue, Molson Canadian. I believe are the two biggest selling cigar. Or, Cigars. Biggest selling beers in Canada. And again, this is a lager. And we'll say cheers on that. Again, very light color. Definite notes of malt and yeast on the nose. Mm. It's delightful. I mean, not overpowering in flavor, but as you said, Tim, it's hard to make a good lager. It is, and uh, definitely uh, Canadian malt accentuates this beer. There's no doubt about it. There's a difference. Really? Yeah, you know, it's just a different growing region, and, you know, they're different terroir, I guess you could say. Canadian malt is high quality. Very smooth lager, so noticeable Canadian malt, eh? Don't you know? Don't you know, eh? And that's interesting. When you think about the temperatures, sometimes the milder temperatures, even in the summer, you get the winter, you get... Uh, and, and I, let me ask you this. Like with cigars, after you've harvested the tobacco, you put it in bales, you let it age. Just like in, in, uh, in bourbon and whiskey, when you put it in the barrels, the heat and cold has a different effect. Does the same thing happen with the hops or the malt? It can. It depends on what type of beer you're making. Some beers like lagers require a constant state of cold refrigeration. But regardless, if they're, if they're aged for a long time, then they'll take on different characteristics. Aging with beers is a lot like aging with wines and distilled spirits. If you put it in a barrel, it's going to capture the essence of what's in the barrel. Uh, if it sits uh, for a long time, there, there'll be a caramelization of the beer itself, which can enhance the malt signature. Well, they say that Molson Canadian... Starts with crystal clear water, malted barley, and the finest hops. And it's slowly fermented to produce a smooth, refreshing beer with a genuine taste. Clean and clear, crisp and cold Canadian, a classic lager. I'd have to agree with that, uh, with that uh, description. I think it hits it right on the head. Mine, a Canadian favorite, smooth lager, noticeable Canadian malt. Can't go wrong. Very nice. Next up, we go to two very unique beers. Now... This is from Duclaw Brewing, which is in Maryland, where I used to live. Up in, uh, I used to live in Baltimore, and these guys, Duclaw, is actually also in Baltimore, uh, and, or Bel Air, Maryland, Baltimore. They've got multiple facilities up there. This is what is considered an American porter, but not just any porter. The Sweet Baby Jesus is a chocolate peanut butter porter. It won the bronze medal. And the 2014 GABF, which must mean some sort of beer festival. It's a big one. It's a big one. Very deep brown. And as I look at this, this almost looks like coffee. And I'm, I'm getting a little bit of the peanut butter on the nose. So it is really dark coffee color. Choc- chocolate. Yeah, I'm getting 
Some peanut butter hint on the nose. And now we'll say cheers. I can't wait. And I, I think the reason they named it what they did is because when you take a sip, you say, sweet baby Jesus, that's Holy good. Holy cow. Or, or in Latin America, sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> but this is, this is good. This is really good. This chocolate peanut butter porter. Again, you're not getting massive amounts of peanut butter or chocolate, but it's just so balanced, and it all connects nicely. This is really pleasant. And they start off, the porters start off with what? The, the barley is a roasted barley? Roasted malts. Yes, roasted malts. dark roasted malts. The color of the roast of the grain carries over into the beer. Wow, this is just, I would say this is a perfect harmony of beer and subtle chocolate and peanut butter notes. Very, very nice. Now, this is what's going to be interesting. Now we're going to move into a newer expression, expression the sweet baby java. This is an espresso bean-infused chocolate peanut butter porter. So they take the chocolate peanut butter porter, the sweet baby Jesus, and then they use some espresso bean infusion. Now, Tim, have you ever done an espresso or coffee-infused beer? Oh, yes. I've done, I've done that type of beer. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a trick. <laughs> you, got, you got the combination of alcohol, which is a depressant, and then you've got the addition of coffee, which is Wait, I've had stimulant. alcohol. I don't feel depressed right now. <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> I feel fantastic. Who's, I'm not depressed. You're like, it, well, it tends to, uh, if you drink it in quantity, it can, it can tend to wreak havoc on your, on your head a little bit. Uh, that's, that explains why Hillary Clinton is so massively depressed. Too, too much of the good sauce. Must be. That's the only explanation. All right. So this is really, really a, a unique beer. I mean, this is absolutely fantastic. When I when I try the sweet baby Jesus, and now we're going to combine it with the espresso. I mean, I can only imagine. So let's say cheers here. Oh, yeah. This takes it one notch higher. Noticeable espresso coffee bean. It mutes the chocolate peanut butter flavors a bit. I like it better than the last one. Oh. About even, but I like the other one just a little bit better. But again, everybody's palate is different. So I will say the uh, espresso espresso beans mutes peanut butter chocolate notes. I would say this is just um, delightfully smooth. Very enjoyable. And enjoyable. Yep, exactly. This is fantastic. Really, really good. That Duclaw Brewing, they've really come up with something. And I, I think every craft brewer has to come up with a unique niche, and they certainly have done that. Now, they've got their other beer as well. They've got many of their other beers. But, you know, these beers are just really, you know, they're, they're, they've got some other ones. They call their Funk, which is a blueberry citrus wheat. They've got a strawberry letter, which is a tart strawberry IPA. But their sweet, sweet baby Jesus and Java, those two porters, those two stouts, really put them on the map. There's no doubt about it. Now we're going to Coors. Let me make a little change here. Okay. Now let's talk about this Coors. First of all, this reminds me of the beer bottle my grandfather, when he would buy 
my, uh, my Papa Bobby would go out and buy beer, and it would come in this kind of bottle. It wasn't a long neck bottle. It was this kind of short and stout bottle. Correct, and a will. distinctive amber glass, which is uh, beneficial for the beer. Keeps light away. Correct. Interesting. Now, this Coors Banquet beer, as I look at this, this is an American-style lager, won a gold medal in the 2015 GABF. What are do we, do we GA? It's the Great American Great Beer American Festival. Great American Beer Festival. Yes. Outstanding. Denver. Coors has been brewed with Rocky Mountain water since 1873. And this is, I mean, this almost is a pale yellow in color. Very pale. Now, I wonder, is this a limited edition they come out with? I'm not certain. Maybe yeah. it's a throwback. I can Could imagine putting yeah. five or six cases in the trunk of my car just to get across the Mississippi River border back in the old days. Back in the old, when you say, grab me a silver bullet, now that you yeah. can get Coors everywhere, it's like, okay, big deal. <laughs> say cheers on cheers. this. And we'll take a sip. Mm. Very nice. Easy to drink. Yeah. In fact, I would say it's, yeah, light, easy. I would say non-offensive is really the word I'd use. Non-offensive, very light. Pleasant aftertaste. Yeah, mild. Yeah, very light and, uh, yeah, very just pleasant. I mean, just nothing... It's not the kind of beer if you really want a full-flavored meal or a full-flavored cigar, you're going to run out. But if you're an occasional beer drinker, this Coors Banquet, I think, would hit the spot. There's no doubt about it. Now, next up, we've got now, of our 37 beers that we have uh, scheduled for this Cigar November Fest Mega Beer Tasting, we've now completed nine. Our tenth will be from the Ulele Spring Brewery called their Eulalie Green Cannonball IPA, a Tampa-style IPA. Now, this is very unique because, to me, Tampa-style, I would consider, okay, when we think of Tampa, what do we think of? We think of warmth, heat, we think of cigars, we think of the Colombia Spanish food. So tell me how this qualifies as a Tampa-style IPA. And what? Green Cannonball, I'm not seeing any green in here. No, but there's a lot of hops in here. Ah, that's yeah, why. Yeah, that's why we call it green. All right. And as I look at it, it's got a, a just a very rich golden color, golden hue. And I'll say cheers on this. Cheers to you. All right. Whoa, I am getting some mega hoppiness right on the nose. It just, it is, a, you know what it is? It's a hop blast in aroma. So Tampa style, it's like uh, a little bit of that, a bitterness of the West Coast with a little bit of fruitiness of the East Coast. Yeah. It's this kind is, of in this, between. I'm going to guess. IBU 78? About 75. I was close. <laughs> I was, come on, within three? That's like on the Good Price guess. is Right. You get both show, showcases if you're within, yeah. what, 1000 bucks or 500 bucks. That's pretty close. Now, here's what I'm getting. I'm getting a massive fruity rush on the, on the uh, palate simultaneously with a giant rush of hoppiness. Yes. Same thing. Mm. Wow. Little this biscuit is, malt in there, too, to measure up and balance it out at the end. Yeah, just this is just massive, massive fruitiness with simultaneous hoppiness. This is really an interesting beer. And is this one of your... More popular beers? It's my second best-selling beer, believe it or not. IPA is a popular style in our area. 
So people come in and they just say, give me an IPA. But uh, i got to give this a five-star selection. Thank you. If you like, and I'm going to tell you right now, this is not for everyone. Alpha's listening. If you like a mild lager, forget it. But I don't want you to confuse if you taste a beer like this, a hoppy beer, saying, oh, it's a bad beer. It's not. It just doesn't suit your palate. So consequently, what I would tell people, if you like a full-flavored cigar, you like spicy meals, if you like a beer that is loaded with flavor and a lot of hoppiness, when you come to Tampa, you go to Ulele for a meal, you got, or just for a flight of beer, Ulele Green Cannonball IPA, the Tampa style, just massive amounts of fruitiness and hoppiness simultaneously. Very, very delicious. All right, we're moving along nicely here. Let's go to the Samuel Adams Boston Ale. And I sampled this when I was up at Boston Brewing a couple of years back. Very, very popular, made in Massachusetts. This is an American pale ale, a classic American pale ale. Nice sweet maltiness, nice dose of citrusy hops. They call it robust and smooth, 5.4% alcohol by volume, and 34 on the IBU scale. And I'm not getting a ton of aroma. I'm getting almost a real light yeast or a light maltiness on the on the nose. The yeast is at play in this beer, most definitely. I think that it accentuates the hop signature. All right, let me say cheers, and we'll cheers. Take a sip here. This is nice. Yeah, well yeah. made. Yep. Let me take another sip here and really get the, the nuances. <laughs> torture yourself with another Ooh. sip. <laughs> I'm getting light citrus. I'd say mellow citrus. Mellow citrus with uh, just a just light, discernible hoppiness, and I would say enough to add some sizzle. And a little yeast on the nose. Yeah, a little yeast. Yep. Enough to add sizzle. And we're going to have the entire listing of what we have, what we were sampling both last week and this week. If you go to CigarDave.com, we'll post it at social media, PDF that lists all the beers. And what we will do is, when the show is done, we'll wait a few hours so you can go out and you can print a blank one, do your own tasting notes. Sergeant Steve, let's put two. We'll do a blank, and then we'll do one with my tasting notes so you can compare and contrast. Next up. We're, oh, we need to take a timeout. Sergeant Steve, thank you for that note. I could Listen, now that we're on a roll tasting umpteen beers, I don't want to stop. When we come back, we will try the Stone Arrogant Bastard Ale. We are celebrating Cigar Oktoberfest that has crossed into Cigar Novemberfest. Mega beer tasting maneuvers today on Cigar Novemberfest. Tasting maneuvers from Davidoff of Geneva, the store and lounge here in the Cigar City of Tampa. The General is now on Instagram. Follow him for pictures of the latest cigars, libations, and what he's enjoying during the show. <laughs> that could be interesting, and we'll have to block out some faces. Go to Instagram and search Cigar, cigar Day.
Cigar connoisseurs and enthusiasts love going into their retailer's humidor and seeing what's new, what's exciting. It's like a kid in a candy store. And we've got a great way that you can enjoy and sample fabulous cigars from incredible manufacturers. It's the Cigar Dave Officers Club. Every month, you will receive three fantastic cigars in an Officers Club Ziploc pouch shipped directly to you for $22.95. Now, in the past year, we've had incredible selections. We had the world of Davidoff, which featured an Avo and a Davidoff Winston Churchill. We've had cigars from A.J. Fernandez, from Rocky Patel, from Placencia, Drew Estate, Syndicato, Fonseca. Incredible cigars that you will love. Become a member of the Officers Club today. Join now. Go to CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. You will absolutely love it. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. The General is celebrating Cigar November? November Fest? What the hell is November Fest? Well, it's his show, and he's sharing the beer. Uh, Well, General, um, knock yourself out. Hey, when you can't finish all the tastings in a Cigar Oktoberfest mega beer tasting, you continue it on a November Fest. I just, listen, you have all these cockamamie holidays that people come up with. Now, we're not going to have time to sample this one, but I'm just going to give you a clue, a hint. This is the Arrogant Bastard Ale, and it says, you're not worthy. And I love the labeling and the packaging. It says, drink fresh, numbskull. It says, Arrogant Bastard Ale, this is an aggressive beer. You're, you probably won't like it. It is quite doubtful that you have the taste or sophistication to be able to appreciate an ale of this quality and depth. We would suggest that you stick to safer and more familiar territory. Maybe something with a multi-million dollar ad campaign aimed at convincing you it's made in a little brewery or one that implies that their tasty, tasteless, fizzy yellow beer will give you more sex appeal. Perhaps you think multi-million dollar ad campaigns make a beer taste better. Perhaps you're mouthing your words as you read this. I'll tell you, when we come back, we're going to start off with this. Anybody that's got the just, I think, a clever way to Talk about their beer and go after the big guys. We got to try it. I love the name. Arrogant Bastard Ale. You're not worthy. We continue Cigar November Fest Mega Beer Tasting Maneuvers next on the Cigar Dave Show. This is AMEM, the Alpha Male Entertainment Network.
from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General, General Cigar, cigar Dave. What started off as Cigar Oktoberfest mega beer tasting maneuvers last week, sampling eight beers out of a potential 45, turned into Cigar Novemberfest mega beer tasting continuation maneuvers as we have got 37 beers that we have slated for this edition of the Cigar Dave Show. And as I look right now, I see that we have sampled 11 of them. So we are on track to complete and sample all 37. It is a massive Herculean task, but that's why. I am the five-star global general and alpha male in chief. That's why there are no wussified beta males allowed on the Cigar Dave show or anywhere near where we conduct broadcast maneuvers. No wimps, no betas, no enemies of pleasures are welcome. And we continue Tim Shackton, the head brewmaster, Eulalie uh, Brewery. I should say the Eulalie Spring Brewery, downtown Tampa, part of the Eulalie Restaurant. Fabulous place to go when you visit the Cigar City of Tampa. Got to go there, then over to the Columbia and get my uh, Papayo in parchment that Richard, the, uh, Richard Gonsmark took off the menu and because of me brought back on the menu. And George, his longtime general manager that's been there, I don't know, 50-some-odd years, I said, George, it's off the menu. What am I going to do? He said, you want it? We'll get it for you. I said, great. This is about 10 years ago. Comes out. They deliver it to me. I eat it. It's delicious. Comes back and says, how was it, Dave? Did you enjoy it? I said, yeah, it was great. He goes, yeah, the chef didn't know how to make it, so I made it myself. I said, wait a minute. Richard, or, or, or George, you made it? He said, absolutely. He said, I've been working here at the time, 45 years, whatever it is, no problem. Now it's back on the menu. That's my favorite, and you can never go wrong with chi uh, chicken and yellow rice ebor. can never go wrong. And the 1905 salad with turkey, all my favorites. <laughs> and after we're done here, I think I'm going to have to take a trip down to Eulalie, followed by dessert over at Columbia. So it is, Tim, great to have you on. Thank you. We have spent, uh, last week you were, we talked about the background of beers and the history of beers, the types of beers. We've been sampling some incredible beers. Now, I selected all these based on several factors. One, did the name grab me? Two, did the packaging grab me? And then I tried to get some unique styles, maybe uh, a porter, an IPA, a lager, an ale, different countries. So far, how have I done? Pretty darn good, I must say. Not bad. We haven't had yeah. anything really bad, I no. think, per se. It's all been pretty good. Not Some not to my taste, but all pretty good. You covered a wide uh, swath of categories here, too. Well, we talked about the Arrogant Bastard Ale. Now, this is brewed in two places by Arrogant Consortia, Escondido, California, and Richmond, Virginia. And this has got major attitude on the packaging there's a, uh, a, a interesting looking character and it says arrogant bastard ale you're not worthy and then it says drink fresh numbskull and there's some great pa they basically go after some of the big multi-billion dollar brewers saying hey you want to go back to that stuff go back but this is something special so i'm going to open this up here we go and we pour that beautiful nice foamy head on it 
And this is an arrogant bastard ale. This is what they call an American strong ale, 7.2% alcohol by volume. They say this is a very aggressive beer. Wow, I'm getting a lot of hoppiness and maltiness on the nose. No doubt about it. I'll say cheers. Cheers to you. Take a sip. Woo, that's got some serious bitter hoppiness. Very, very strong on the IBU scale. Now, I know they call it arrogant bastard ale. If you want something on the milder side, forget it. On the medium side, this is basically hops coming right at you at 100 miles an hour in your face. It's unapologetic. Mm. That's a great adjective. This is what I would consider unapologetically hoppy. So that's what our note is going to say, unapologetically hoppy. It is tart with major bitterness. No ifs, ands, or buts. Now, would you ever consider making this at Eulalie, or do you think this would be so limited that people wouldn't enjoy it? I've made strong beers at Eulalie. Uh, they're usually limited release. I, I uh, would say that Stone is is hot beer royalty. I mean, the Stone IPA is just one of the best beers in, really? in the country. Yeah, and uh, Arrogant Bastard has been around for quite a while, but I, I love, love the flavor of this beer. It's, it's got good delicious. flavor. To me, it's just a little bit too bitter, too much hoppiness. Yeah. Uh, just a little bit too much. But for somebody that wants that hoppiness coming right at you, right in your on, on the palate, I mean, there's no subtlety whatsoever, the Arrogant Bastard Ale, and... Uh, they basically say you're not worthy right on the front, so they don't want mild <laughs> beer drinkers. If you're somebody that wants a mild to medium beer, forget it. They're not interested in having it. They're, they're right up front about it, so very interesting. All right, next up, we're going to go to Ireland, Smittix. Yeah, Ireland. This is their Irish Red Ale. Now, what constitutes a Irish Red Ale, Tim? Well, first of all, Irish malt, and that... Uh, Obviously, it's made in Ireland, right. but uh, the Irish malt has a very distinctive flavor. You know, it's, it's, it's somewhat sweet. You get a little bit of earthiness. Again, back to the terroir. <laughs> right. And uh, you, the, the, red, the Irish red tends to be uh, a little more subdued in the caramel expression than, say, a, an American amber. Well, I will say that Smittix did a nice job on doing uh, repackaging their beers much more discernible, distinctive packaging than they had previously. And they call this a ruby red brew with a gentle hop bitterness, a sweet malt finish. 4.5% alcohol by volume. We'll say cheers. Cheers. Definitely getting some of that maltiness on the nose. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a little Irish hoppiness, malt. but not, not, not tons. Mm. To me... This is what I would consider a lighter ale. Mm -hmm. So a lighter ale that's approachable. Yes, very drinkable. Yep, it's very approachable and uh, not noticeable hoppiness. So no, it's, not, it's not very strong. It says a gentle hot bitterness yep. on the label. Yep, I, I would say this is maybe around 45, 35, 45, something like that on the IBU scale. Perhaps even a little less. Really? You think <laughs> yeah. it's less than that? Yeah. Okay, interesting. But uh, it's still, it's, I think it's delicious. <laughs> now we're going to enjoy some unique fruit-flavored beers. So we're going to enjoy 
three fruit-flavored beers. First up, this is from Monday Night Brewing, their Blind Pirate Blood Orange IPA. They say it's juicy, caramel, citrusy, and it is ale-brewed with blood oranges. 7.4% alcohol by volume, and this is made in Georgia. So just to the north of us here, and when we look at this, boy, this has a noticeable orange blood orange color to it. I mean, you can't miss it. Blood orange color right off as soon as you pour it. And let's take a sniff here. Wow. Definite citrus and maltiness. Wow. Mega citrus nose. No doubt about it. And we'll say cheers on this one. And we'll take a sip. Oh, I like this. Nice. This has got some hoppiness. With and maltiness, with the subtle citrus. Acidity. Acidity. Yep. yep. Bingo. Noticeable acidity. Pleasant. Yep. Pleasant. Nice aftertaste. Malty with citrus notes at the right amount. These guys did a good job. It's hard to keep uh, up the, the acidity in, in, well in a can. So this the, is nicely done. The aroma on this is, I mean, I could sniff this for a while. It's, it's, it's a, an amalgamation of the maltiness with a little yeastiness, but with that noticeable blood orange citrus uh, aroma. But not over the top. Not over the it's top. It's not grabbing you by the tongue and throwing nope. you across the room. Nope. And it's interesting that you mention acidity because one of the descriptions that I found pours an orange amber of citrus and hops, malt followed by acidic and sweet orange and slightly piney hop foot. That's what I'm getting, the pineyness. That's the other. Medium-bodied with lightly sweet and bitter finish. That's what I'm getting also, that pineyness. It's tough to describe, but you know it when you taste it. I like it. Yeah, it's really nice. This is, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give this a five-star selection uh, without question. Let me see that can one more time. You got it. From Georgia. Yeah, from Georgia. And it's got uh, Monday night... Brewing Blind Pirate Blood Orange IPA. Trying to see where, if it says where in Georgia it's made. I do not see it. But I will tell you this. Uh, I paid $1.99 for the can. Worth every cent. That is a five-star selection. No doubt about it. Now we're going to go to Hawaii. Sergeant Steve, do you have Don Ho available by any chance? Can we get some tiny bubbles? Mr. Don Ho. Tiny bubble. And this is from Maui Brewing. Not Maui, Minnesota, not Maui, Florida, not Maui, Wisconsin, Maui, Hawaii. 20 degrees, actually, let's see, 20 degrees, 44 minutes north, 156 degrees, 26 minutes west. That's where their brewery is. Crafted with passion from the heart of paradise. We're an innovative and independent brewery. Welcome to the Ohana. And this is Maui Brewing in Kihel, Maui, Hawaii. And this is their pineapple mana wheat. It is a gold pineapple. Gives way to sweet aroma, smooth-bodied tropical brew. Very light in color. Very nice. They serve this, I should say, once again at the Ho House. So if you ever go to Hawaii and want tons of pleasure... Go to the whole house. You can't go wrong. Take a sip here. Hmm. I think Don Ho would like this. This is very subtle notes of pineapple, but noticeable. 
This is really a, a very impressive beer. So it's a very, it's a light white or wheat beer. So you definitely get, you don't get that maltiness, that hoppiness. 5.5% alcohol by volume. But you get a, I'll tell you what, you don't get a happy ending. You get a pineapple slight ending is what I would call it on the very, very end here. Mm. This is unique. They let the pineapple do the talking. They do. Yeah, this is unique. Again, this is not a full-flavored beer. This is a very light, approachable beer. You're not going to, it's not like you're drinking pineapple juice, but there's enough of that pineapple subtlety to know that this is a pineapple wheat beer. Very, very nice. I like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very nice. And we've got another beer from Maui Brewing Company that we will sample a little bit later. Next up, we go to, let's see here. That's the uh, the Maui Brewing Pineapple Mono Wheat. This is from Seventh Star. Seventh Sun. Oh, Seventh Sun. I'm sorry. Yes, Seventh Sun. Seventh Sun Graffiti Orange. So we're in the citrus. We've got pineapple. We had the blood orange. And this is going to be the Seventh Sun. Creamsicle. Creamsicle. Now, wheat interesting. Ale. Graffiti Orange Creamsicle Wheat Ale. Now, I love creamsicles back in the day. So let's see if we get those notes of creamsicle. That's good. And again, very, very light in color. I mean, this has got a very, almost a light, almost between a gold and an orange color. Whoops. Helps if I don't spill on me. <laughs> that came right out. That was pretty quick. Wow, I'm getting a little orange on the nose. We'll say cheers on this one. Cheers. And we'll take a sip. I'm not getting a ton of orange. I'm getting a little. Actually, now I've got the creamsicle on the very end. There's about a three-second delay after you swallow it, and then you notice it. Very nice. Yeah, most definitely creamsicle on the palate. The nose, a little different. Yeah, the nose isn't overly pungent one way or the other. It's, it's relatively neutral. Mm. I like it. Yeah, you have to wait. After you swallow it, when you swallow a few more times, you, it's just, I would say, just very subtle creamsicle. But again, to me, if you want a, a, a beer by the pool on a hot summer day, this would be it. Very, very pleasant. So we are good. Sergeant Steve, we're good on time, right? Fantastic. Excellent. I think we're going to hit it. I really believe that we are going to hit all of our 37 beers. This could be a, a minor miracle here. Next up. We go to Samuel Smith's Organic Chocolate Stout. Now, this is a very highly rated beer. It's from England. They call it an American Stout. Pours dark brown with a thin khaki head. A pleasant aroma of sweet milk chocolate, roasted malts, chocolate malt balls with a rounding touch of vanilla. Taste of sweet chocolate syrup, whipped cream, Roasted caramel malts and vanilla marshmallows. Well, this is an amalgamation of all sorts of flavors, so I cannot wait to get a hold of this. So let's, again, this is a deep, dark chocolate-looking color. We'll say cheers. Cheers to you. The aroma. Wow. I'm a big fan of their oatmeal stout. I haven't had this one in a while. I am getting, I mean, loads of chocolate and marshmallow 
aroma. So this is really, really beautiful on the nose. I'll take a sip. Oh! Yeah. Oh, this is absolutely <laughs> magnificent. Magnificent. Yeah. Incredible taste. I'm getting the marshmallow. I'm getting the chocolate. I'm getting some of that malt ball taste. This was... Um, Beer Advocate gave this a 93 score. What does it say on the alcohol by volume there? There's your bottle right there. Mm. Made in the UK. I'm trying to find it here. I don't know if I can see it here. It is a bright, shining star. A 5% nice, alcohol by volume. This is a nice beer. It said, malt beverage with natural flavor added at Samuel Smith's Brewery in the UK. USDA certified organic chocolate stout. I'll tell you, this to me is like drinking a brownie. Yep. A, br a brownie chocolate marshmallow. Pastry stouts are the mm. next big thing right now. Five star all the way. Loads of chocolate marshmallow aroma. Absolutely magnificent. Massive chocolate and marshmallow malt ball flavors. Great cigar beer. Oh, my God. This is perfect. Absolutely delightful. Now, the next beer, Tim, that you have brought, Tim Shackton, the head brewmaster over at Eulalie Spring Brewery in the Cigar City of Tampa. You brought this. This is the Brehan Brewhouse Cran Bethea, a whiskey-aged imperial stout. And it is so magnificently packaged with the wax that it may not even, we may not be able to get it open because the, uh, the candle wax that they seal it with is uh, securing that. I think it could be perpetuity. Are you able to get that? I think I can get it. All right. <laughs> that is a very, now where is this made? Do we know? We're brewed? There's a small farmhouse brewery, and it's in between Belfast and Dublin. Now the um, brewer's name is... Seamus McMahon. Seamus. <laughs> He's a good friend, actually. Seamus. He came into Eulalie one day, and I immediately thought, well, he just walked off the set of The Quiet Man right here. Really? Yeah, nice fella. Get rid of that. Okay. And uh, he's a dairy farmer originally, and uh, he makes milk for Bailey's Irish Cream, and he wanted to diversify his uh, portfolio, so he opened a small brew house in an old farmhouse that was on the property. So they... Uh, literally are, are striking a match in an old 1700s era farmhouse next to where all the cows are hanging out. Well, 10% alcohol by volume. So this is going to have some heft to it. So we will say cheers on cheers that. To you. Again, dark coffee color, imperial stout. I love the nose. Wow. Uh, whoa. Yeah. Definitely getting that whiskey the notes of the subtle whiskey with that Imperials. What a comp. That's exactly what I'm going to say. What a combo exclamation point. Stout. This with, is off the charts, man. With no, <laughs> oh, yeah. With noticeable notes of whiskey. Oak. Very. Chocolate. Yep. Bourbon. Yep. Oak. Man, this explodes on the palate. Totally. Wow. And it's drinkable, too. I mean, you could drink. Five-star selection all the way. I have never seen this. Where did you? Where are you able to get this? Well, they, they just started distribution in Florida. So uh, mm. he has a great excuse to get out of the cold weather and come on down here to, uh, to go into the areas in Florida to push the beer. 
and it's delightful. Limited, you know, production. He's not a very large-scale brewer. That but is I love very that impressive. That's a great beer. Brehan Brewhouse Cranbathia, and uh, whiskey-aged imperial stout, Irish beer crafted by hand. 10% alcohol by volume. And Bathia, I believe it's, uh, what is it? Uh, that's the, the Celtic or Gaelic for whiskey, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm going to look that up really quickly here. You know, the malt, the Irish malt really brings out the barrel, the Irish malt here. No question about it. And But what's really interesting is when you get that the dark beer, the Imperial Stout, and then combine it in the wood barrel and the whiskey, I mean, that really is just, you know, absolutely off the chart. Uh, let me see. Aquavita. Ah, here it is. Ucias Bethia in Irish, which is water of life. So Bethia looks like uh, it is either... Water or life, one of the two. It's probably water, but you want outstanding. To talk about a farmhouse environment. I mean, they source all their water, all their grain within 10 or 12 kilometers of the brewery. Really? So, yeah, it's a, it's a traditional, truly a farmhouse environment. Let's do one more. I think we can squeak in the Column Bay Hard Coffee Cold Brew. This is made in Pennsylvania. It's a specialty beer, they, a crafted beverage that combines medium-roasted Colombian-Brazilian coffee with alcohol and natural flavor. Again, dark like coffee. I'll say cheers. I'll take a sip. Smells like coffee. Tastes like coffee Ooh. with a little sweetness. Le Colomba Black Hard Cold Brew Coffee. Not really a beer, but I've <laughs> got to tell you, I like it. I dig it. Drink Delicious. in the morning. Ooh. Outstanding. This is good. It is delicious. This will wake you up, no doubt about it. A very unique selection. Cigar Oktoberfest, continuing into Cigar Novemberfest. Mega beer tasting maneuvers continue. From the Davidoff of Geneva store and lounge in the Cigar City, we're going to wrap up all our mega beer tastings around the corner. Get the latest cigars, hand-picked by the General, each month, delivered straight to your door. When you join the Cigar Dave Officers Club for just $22.95 a month, you'll receive three premium cigars in a customized Ziploc Cigar Dave pouch. To join, go to CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight.
crisis. Too many beer options and not enough time in October. So now the always innovative mastermind brings you Cigar Novemberfest on the Cigar Dave Show. Look at all this. Hell, you could keep this going till June. Here's the general with Intel. Cigar June Fest, no problem. Let's stack up another few hundred beers. We have started with 37 beers. Actually, last week, Cigar Oktoberfest, 45 beers. We had eight. We started with 37. Today, we sampled 19. We've got 18 to go. Tim Shackton, head brewmaster, Eulalie Spring Brewery. Are you ready for the challenge? Let's go. Two segments to go, 18 beers. Let's hit it. Maui Coconut Hiwa. This is a porter. One more time. Tell us what a porter is. Well, a porter is made with uh, roasted malts. It's an ale. It's a British-style beer, very traditional. Uh, they call it porter because they used to serve it to porters. All right, <laughs> and they call this the coconut porter, which is kind of interesting. This is the coconut Hiwa porter. We'll say cheers and taste it. Wow. Nice. It's the porter with just a nice, slight hint of coconut. Delicious. It is very, very nice. Very pleasant. One more sip. Mm. Robust, tasty, very, very subtle hint of coconut. A little bit more mocha discernible on the palate. Like the nose on that one. Yeah, it's very nice. Next up, we're going to Belgium. Chimay. Tell me about Chimay. Chimay is a Trappist brewery. So you, a bunch of Trappist monks originated this brewery, well, centuries ago. And... Uh, this is called Sink Sense, and this is basically, it means 500. Uh, the, the brewer who came up with this beer was in the uh, 1960s, and uh, this is a, a classic Belgian ale. Yeah, on the, uh, on the nose, mm. a little yeast, but not much. Saison. Mm-hmm. Got saison on the bottom of the tongue, right? Yeah. That's that yeastiness, right? I'm getting yeastiness with a little tartness underneath mm-hmm. the tongue. Take another sip. That's delightful. Mm-hmm. Delightful, clean, lemon zest notes. Mm-hmm. Very nice. This is, again, a Chimay that I would have never picked up, but here at Davidoff of Geneva Store Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa. Very popular beer, so very, very nice. Most people get the blue label, but this is a great bottle. Very impressive. Now we're going to France. So we're going from Belgium to France. Who knew the French actually brewed beer? This is the <laughs> Cronenberg 1664, what they call a Euro Pale Lager. Traditional beer named after the year the Hat family, the brewery's founders, first started commercial brewing 1664. Made with select malts, exclusive yeast. Kind of a darkish golden beer. Some aromatic hoppiness. All right, we'll say cheers. Cheers. Take another sip. Clean, smooth, not really noticeable hoppiness. Very European. Very European, a little, little bland, and let's face it, most French people are bland except when they're surrendering. They're very enthusiastic when they surrender and they retreat. So aside from that, I would say Cronenberg 1664, eh, comme si, comme ça, so so. Well said. All right, next up, we're going to stay over in the Eurasia area. Now, this is going to be very controversial. 
This is called Baltica 4. Not Baltica 1, not Baltica 2, not Baltica 3. This is Baltica 4, dark lager made in Soviet Union, CCCP, Russian beer, Baltica. This beer, dark lager, brewed in Russia. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Mueller Commission may investigate us for sampling this Baltica for Vladimir Putin likes this beer, and because I'm drinking it, now I'm associated with Russians. Let's say cheers. Cheers. Russian beer. Now, interesting, very dark golden color as I take sip. It's typical of the East European varieties. It's not as long on flavor as the others. but uh, No hoppiness, yeah. little flavor. By the way, welcome. I am Cigar Dimitri. I will be your new host here at Cigar <laughs> Dimitri Show. Mr. Cigar Dave, now imprisoned by Mueller Commission, I now will be speaking of all things Russia. Russian dressing, Russian dames, Russian vodka, and Russian beer. This Baltica, actually not bad, a little flat. Very big, big, big bottle, I must say. Almost looks like Russian woman of old with the babushka, very boosty and rotund, not like the golden uh, uh, blonde Russians of today that are very, very hot. So I will say this Baltica is a unique, uh, to me, a dark lager, but almost like a porter. It is. And a Baltic porter actually mm. is a style. Really? Yeah. I would say it's very smooth. Light notes of creaminess. Actually, it's not a bad beer. No, it's good. And there's a little molasses, uh, like a kiss of molasses. Yeah, there, exactly. Right? Exa Who knew? Russian huh. Baltica beer. I enjoy. <laughs> now I'm going to be in jail. Please, Hillary Clinton, come after me. Arrest me. I am part of secret plot with Russians to overtake American brew industry. All right. Next, we're going to go to a Spaten Oktoberfest. Now, this is a Marzen. Tell me, Tim, about a Marzen. Well, Martin, also known as Oktoberfest, you're talking about a cold, uh, cold fermented beer. This is what they typically serve in the beer halls uh, in Munich at this time of year. M Munich malt. Lager yeast. Do you say cheers? Cheers. And we'll take a sip here. Malty. Not a lot of hoppiness. Nope. A lot of people think those Oktoberfest German beers are going to be... You know, full full throttle, they're not at all. No, the Hellesbach and the Oktoberfest are both, uh, they accentuate the malt. Sometimes there's a little bit more hops. You know, my, my Oktoberfest has a little bit more hops. Right, this is this does not. This is a very approachable, straightforward beer. Take another sip here. This Mind you, it came across the pond in a bottle, so that helps, that changes the characteristic of the beer as well. Believe it or not, almost a little note of sweetness. Mm-hmm. On the palate. Very nice. Five-star like selection for the Spaten Oktoberfest. No question about it. That gets my five-star seal. Next, we're going to go to Iceland. Now, when you think of Iceland, you think of Reykjavik. You think of some of those hot Icelandic dames. But there's beer. Einstock Icelandic Toasted Porter. Now, this is very interesting because when we go to, when we think of Iceland, again, this particular beer is an American porter, 6% alcohol by volume. And as we look at this, again, deep, dark chocolate in color, very foamy head. Take a sip. The Nordic countries are seeing a renaissance nice. in craft beer right now. A lot of American craft brewers are going over there to collaborate. Toasty notes, yep. coffee notes, 
incredibly smooth. No bitterness, no hoppiness, low on the IBU scale. This is very nice. If you want a, a porter that's very approachable and easy drinking, five-star selection on this one as well. No doubt about it. I would have given the, the Baltica four five stars, but I definitely would have been imprisoned or called up to uh, Adam Schiff's committee to testify. But this Einstock, Icelandic toasted porter, five-star all the ways. Now, Tim, we go to your Eulalie Crown Jewel, spelled with two L's. Limited it's release, honey lager. Interesting story behind this beer. Well, I, I, I do weddings. We do weddings at Eulalie all the time, and I get uh, commissioned by private people to do barrels. And uh, this is our Magby's Honey Lager, which is one of our core beers. It's, it's made with Mayaka honey, and it's cold fermented lager, and it went into a couple different barrels. It started out in a virgin-filled Knob Creek barrel for a week, and then we transferred it over to a Jack Daniels barrel, a superior barrel, I might add. I love this beer. That's good because I heard the couple getting married are indeed virginal. So that, that's a perfect <laughs> fit on this particular beer. Again, this is the Crown Jewel limited release honey lager. We'll be tapping this this week. So we're the first to sample this. Yeah, this is going to tap on Friday. They're getting married Friday. Subtle notes of honey. definite no And real honey is different than the Subi honey you buy in the store. The real Florida honey, outstanding. Let me take a sip here. Wow. This is outstanding. Thank Smoothness you. of a lager with the subtle sweetness of honey. Winning combination. The oak Very nice. plays the, into the sweetness as well. And it's a darker lager, too. Mm -hmm. Not the light lager. Mm. Outstanding. That is a five-star selection, Tim. Thank you. The problem is our alphas can't buy it anywhere, but will you available, have this available on tap, even though it's limited? Maybe down the road? Well, uh, I always have the honey lager in bourbon barrel aged. I carry it at least half a dozen times a year. It's, okay. it's one of our most popular limited release beers, so I've always got a barrel working. <laughs> Good to know. Outstanding. Next for this segment, we've got the Leaning Kugels or Leaning Kugels Canoe Paddle Kolsch. What is a Kolsch? A Kolsch is like a European style uh, lager, but it's an ale. It's made with an ale yeast. So ah, you've got okay. a little bit of the qualities of, say, a Pilsner or a Helles, but, uh, again, it's fermented at room temperature. It mimics a lager. Wow, definite yeast notes right yeah. on, the, on the aroma. And we'll say cheers, cheers on that one. And we'll take a sip of the Leinen Kugels Canoe Paddle Bush. You betcha. Oh, don't you know, that's an interesting beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, you betcha. It's distinctive mm. to the style. It really is. It's got some sweetness to it, definite smoothness. It's got the lagery, some lager smoothness, again, with slight notes of ale and that yeast. Sometimes and brewers kick down the temperature on this uh, fermentation a notch, and it makes to mimic a, a lager strain. Outstanding. Leaning Kugels Canoe Paddle Kolsch. All right. We now have 27 that we have sampled. Let's see. We have got 27... And we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I show 10 to go. We're going to hit them all. The final and concluding segment of this Cigar November Fest Mega Beer Tasting Edition of the Cigar Dave Show comes your way next from the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa. 
Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Apple, Android, and Kindle devices. You can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner, or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar like I do in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild, smooth flavor. It's very, very balanced on your palate, and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth, it will entice you to enjoying more and more of the Vintage 99s. It's just a nice, great, balanced, smooth cigar. Look for it, the oldest Connecticut shape in the market today. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. Cigar connoisseurs and enthusiasts love going into their retailer's humidor and seeing what's new, what's exciting. It's like a kid in a candy store. And we've got a great way that you can enjoy and sample fabulous cigars from incredible manufacturers. It's the Cigar Dave Officers Club. Every month, you will receive three fantastic cigars in an Officers Club Ziploc pouch shipped directly to you for $22.95. Now, in... The past year, we've had incredible selections. We had the world of Davidoff, which featured an Avo and a Davidoff Winston Churchill. We've had cigars from A.J. Fernandez, from Rocky Patel, from Placencia, Drew Estate, Sindicato, Fonseca. Incredible cigars that you will love. Become a member of the Officers Club today. Join now. Go to CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. You will absolutely love it. If in heaven there is no beer, it's because the general probably got to it first. This is Cigar November Fest on the Cigar Dave Show. When you don't have enough time to get all the beers, beer, mega beer tastings in during Cigar Oktoberfest, you create Cigar November Fest, and that's what this five-star global general and alpha male-in-chief has done. We have sampled 27 beers. We've got our last segment. We've got to hit 10. So, Tim Shackton, head brewmaster, Eulalie Spring Brewery, are you up for the challenge? Let's rock. Let's hit it. Next up, the tank, La Playita, a hopic scented pills. This is from my buddies, the Placencias and Carlos Padron, a very light-colored beer. We'll say cheers. A hopic scented pill. Boy, I can smell the hops here. Wow, that is nice. Hoppy, smooth, light, crisp. Very, very nice. Fruity hops. Very, very. La Playita, cool Cool can as well. Some turquoise, some white, very South Beachy Miami. Got to love that. Next up, we have the Brayhound Brewhouse Mechanical Turk. You brought this, Tim. Tell me about it. Well, it's, it's the first time I'm tasting it. It's a spiced coffee milk stout. So let's see. Spiced coffee milk stout. 
excellent. I'll take a sip here. Wow, that is unique. Almost like a cafe con leche from Ybor City. It does taste like that. It a does. Little. Spicy. Mm. Some spicy notes. Coffee-like. Very, very notes of espresso and dark chocolate. I like it. Roasty, spicy. Where's this made? Uh, the brew? There's a again at the Brehan Brew Houses in between Belfast. Oh, okay. And, this is over. Yeah. This is overseas. This is yeah. the same one. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Next up, we've got love the name Goodwood Bourbon Barrel Ale. Now, the mere name alone. As soon as I saw Goodwood, I'm thinking I gotta buy this. Made in Kentucky, six percent alcohol by volume. A copper tone beer, medium bodied, sweet caramel, notes of vanilla and bourbon soaked oak. Let's take a sip. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's definitely wood on this beer. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Mm -hmm. That's very pleasant. Getting a little bit of that aged wood from the bourbon barrel. But, again, this is a big bourbon arrow, almost like a stout, if you will. It's nice and sweet, too. It's not cloyingly sweet. It's pleasantly no, sweet. No, pleasant sweet. Very nice. I like this. Next up, we go to, for selection number 31, Love Funky Buddha. They're vibing. They call this the grooving lager or groovable lager. Love Funky Buddha down in South Florida. Light golden color, mild foamy head. Take a sip. This is mellow, tame, approachable. Groovable. Groovable. I like it. I like it. This is for someone that wants on a hot day a mild beer. This is I love Funky Buddha. I think they make such unique beers. Just very, very creative on what they do. And their beer quality is outstanding. Now we go to the New City Mule. This is from Massachusetts. And I'm looking at that can. It's supposed to be like a Moscow Mule is what they're saying. Yeah, 6% alcohol. It says just the right kick. So we'll try this. Very light color. Almost a pale straw color. Ginger, ginger. Whoa, I can smell that aroma of ginger right on the nose. Ooh. It is massive. Take a taste here. That's almost like the cocktail. Whoa, way too sweet. Way too sweet. Again, not really a beer, but a, an alternative adult beverage. Interesting, sweet. If, uh, I'll tell you, chilled, that would be really nice on the rocks. That would be a nice poolside beverage. All right, now for number 33. This is the Brew Bus You're My Boy Blue. This is a blueberry wheat ale made right here in the Cigar City of Tampa. And looking at this, a blueberry wheat ale. Definite notes of blueberry on the nose. I'll take a sip. Oh, this is delicious. I like it a lot. I've this always is loved delicious. This wheat, definite wheat ale, but subtle, not overly powerful. Significant notes of blueberry. Five-star selection. If you like a flavored beer, this would be perfect. And this is made right here, Brewbus. Yeah, Anthony and his brewing team over there. Uh, just done such a fantastic job with this beer, and it's been around for a little bit now, so it's very delicious. 33 selections down for Cigar November Fest. We've got four to go. We go to the Coastal Empire Coco Pina Goza, a sour beer. What is a Goza? Goza is a sour beer. It's a, uh, basically the introduction of a, spe a specific bacteria that creates lactic acid, and now, the lactic well, acid makes the beer sour. The aroma... Has a pina colada, mm -hmm. coconut-type aroma, 3.8% alcohol by volume. This is a tropical take on a classic sour German 
Goza-style beer brewed with pineapple, coconut, pink Himalayan salt, and sea salt made in Georgia. So we'll take a sip here. Oh, unique. Yeah. This is more like a tropical beverage by the beach. Not beerish at all. If you like a pina colada, you will love this beer. A little bit of sourness as it goes down as well. Not bad. Not necessarily my cup of tea, but very, very unique. Next up, the Flamingo, what is it called? The Flamingo Dreams Nitro. This is a berry-infused ale, and it pours pink. This looks like raspberries. raspberry punch. Whoa, definitely getting a lot of that berry on the nose. Definitely raspberries. Mm. Now, I'm getting the, the, the color throws you. I'm getting the beer, the light ale taste with the berry and a little bit of sourness. This is not bad. This would be great for the summer, chilled, not for everybody, but very unique. Mm. 11 on the IBU scale, so very, uh, very sweet, very unique. Now, we've got, this is going to be the ending. I'll tell you what, let's reverse the ending. Let's do, well, no, we'll keep that. Funky Buddha Key Lime Pie. And as soon as I saw that, I said to myself, i got to buy that. I love their sweet potato casserole beer that tastes like a sweet potato, very subtle. This is the Funky Buddha Key Lime Pie. We'll say cheers, cheers. on that. And this is, I believe this is an ale, if I'm not mistaken. We'll say, take a sip. If you like Key Lime Pie, you're going to love this beer. Wow. Definite notes of that lime, almost like uh, drinking a Corona with the lime, but without the Corona. That's a Florida beer right here. That is a Florida beer, 100%. Great for summer. Now, the last one. We're going to do 44. Then Sergeant Steve said, wait a minute. You can't end on 44. you got to do 45 for President Donald J. Trump, 45th president. So we've got the MAGA special, the Cigar City Maduro beer. We love Cigar City beer. Maduro, they pay tribute to Maduro cigars. And this is a Maduro brown ale. We will say cheers for our last tasting. Cheers. Take a sip. Delicious. Unbelievable. Fantastic. <laughs> this is named after the dark cigar wrapper, brown ale, semi-sweet chocolate, some toffee, fresh coffee, medium-bodied. Very nice. I love this. Outstanding. Mm. I love this beer. I always have. Tim, we did it. <laughs> we did eight beers for Cigar Oktoberfest. We did 37 today in the last two weeks into Cigar November Fest, our mega beer tasting special, 45 beers total. And I'll, let's raise a glass one more time, say cheers. Tim Shackton, head brewmaster, Eulalie. I hope you enjoyed participating in Cigar Oktoberfest and November beer tasting maneuvers as much as we enjoyed having you on. I hope you'll come back again. I will, and I absolutely loved it. Thank you Next very time much. we'll do it at Eulalie, and we'll smoke a cigar outside, and we'll taste all the beers there. How's that? Sounds great. Outstanding. Tim Shackton, Eulalie, Spring Brewing, Cigar City of Tampa. Alpha's lieutenants, don't forget the entire tasting list, the blank tasting list with all my notes as well, available CigarDave.com. We've got a special page set up. You can listen to both shows, taste all the beer you want. Cigar Dave, the general saying, may your humidor always be full, may your cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. Make masculinity great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. Enjoy your beer if it's Oktoberfest or Novemberfest.